Hello and welcome. Thank you for reserving this hour with me. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I am here in the Seattle area, KKNW 1150 AM. And I hope you have me on your radio for your drive home today. We're going to be talking about the fact that this is your year. I want you to think about the idea that last year is gone and next year is far off. Let's make an impact this year. What do you think of that? This is your year. A little housekeeping for you. My name is Coach Debbie, and I offer writing workshops here as well as online programs. I'm in the Seattle area. And my website is www.coachdebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y dot com. I help people write their books. And my thinking is that you probably have some sort of story of transformation inside of you that you're probably trying to get out. And you're thinking, how do I do that? How do I get the whole thing out? How do I actually say everything I really want to say. And that's where I come into it. I was a teacher of writing and literature for 20-some years here in the Seattle area at community college level, and I loved it. I did. But I really wanted to work with people that wanted to write more than an essay, that really wanted to write their book. So I specialize a lot in memoir writing I I love fiction, but I don't get that many people that do. (laughs) So a lot of memoir writing, a lot of self-help, self-improvement, success stories. Lately, I can say that many of the people that have come to me have overcome some sort of addiction or compulsion. And like I said, they've really turned that journey of triumph into their transformation. If this interests you, I'd love to hear from you. And again, you can reach out to me at coachdebbydebby.com. My email address is debbie, D-E-B-B-Y, at coachdebbie.com. If you want to call in and talk about any of that today, we are taking your live calls. And right now you have every good chance to talk to me The phone number here is 1-888-298-5569. I'd love to hear from you. Also got my Facebook Messenger fired up over here. I'm going to try and talk and look at it at the same time. This is really hard to do if uh, if you haven't tried this before. Talking into a mic and... Looking on your, you tend to slow things down when you do this. Okay, some of you have found me there already, so we're going to be getting to you. My Facebook messenger is Debbie Handrich. It's just like it sounds, Handrich, Debbie Handrich, H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. And if you want to put a question there, I'll be happy to get to you today. I don't have a guest today. It's me and you. And I promise you, if you keep hanging out with me, I'm here every Thursday at four o'clock. We talk about these real stories of your lives, what it means to be courageous about your voice, what it means to be expressive, what it means to write your book. Yeah. I want you to have a chance to meet the engineer that makes everything happen during this hour. His name is Eric Ryder. Hello, Eric. How are you doing today? Hey, good afternoon, Debbie. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Hey, Eric, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Do you have a book in you? I don't know. I bet you do. How do we figure that out? Well, I was just thinking of all the people that have come through this studio. Mm -hmm. How many do you think you've seen at this point? Boy, that's... That's that's in hard to tell. Yeah, that, probably in the thousands. Yeah, in the thousands. Yeah, and yeah. I've got a lot of stories from this time, so I imagine I would have a book in me. Uh, I, I, I just on the topic of this, but I'm 
done some interesting other things in life, but uh, the question is, do I have the motivation and the inspiration to write it? I'm not sure. You know, I knew if I asked, I would find out. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna assess. Eric Ryder has a minimum of two books in him, but he has raised a really interesting question, and it's one that we all share, and that is, do we have the motivation to do it? He's not alone. You out there know you've thought about that as well. So we're going to be dealing with questions just like this today. Do I have the motivation to carry this out? If I know I've got a book in me, how do I find the motivation to carry it out? What if I just have an article in me? You know, I'll tell you this. I have written plenty of articles, and this is what I do the night before the deadline. I vacuum. I take out the garbage. I opt to do babysitting for friends that live far away. I, uh, I think about flying out of town and going to see my mother. I think of really huge, challenging, expensive journeys to get out of finishing that article. So procrastination. <laughs> That's the word. That's I'm the good big at that word. myself. But you know what? There's a lot of creativity behind procrastination. Mm, that's a good point. There really is. We make procrastination into an enemy when actually, and I've noticed this about me, you've got to find your sweet spot when you procrastinate. For me, I got to get my hands in water. That That is such a great way to just turn on the valves to my creativity. I start washing dishes and my hands are wet, and they're not accessible to a keyboard or a pen, that story starts to flow. That article is back. I'm in my groove again. Same thing if I'm out in the garden, and I'm in the dirt, deep in the dirt, playing with worms, things like that. You don't want to go and pick up a pen. All the ideas come. They're just there. They're available. So I want to encourage you all, Sometimes the motivation is just right below the surface. So take yourself somewhere, wherever that is, that's going to help you get a little break from the pressure that you've got to do it right now, and just see, does the motivation come to you? We're going to be taking your calls today, like I promised. We're also going to take your letters. We're going to take your texts. I've already got stuff on the email. I've got stuff written down. I think it would be really, really important to think about the idea that even if you're a writer, it can be very, very tricky to have the courage to write. And I just want to know from those of you who are thinking about writing in today, has there ever been a time when you've thought, I must not be a writer? because I'm not feeling very courageous. If that's you, uh, not only are you a writer, not only are you someone full of expression, but you're really someone who is questioning, can I just be a little bit more honest? Can I just go a little bit deeper with the thoughts on my mind? Will my book really count? Yeah. Here are some questions that writers often ask when they think about, can I do my book? There's five. I'm just going to tick them off, and over the course of our hour together, we're going to get a chance to think about these. You're going to think, well, writers know everything. Writers are some of the smartest people on the planet. We give a lot of credit to anyone that has the guts to say they're an author. But when I get in the rooms with authors, here are five fears that I hear over and over again. One is, but I'm not an expert. Another is, there's already a lot of books out there like mine. Another one, there's not enough time to get it right. Another one, it won't sell. Talk about sabotage. It won't sell. I haven't written it. It won't sell. I know it won't sell. And finally, and the biggest, 
I will offend people, lose friends, and die alone in, in some form or another over and over again, especially when it comes to memoir writing, those memories that we are compiling and putting together with some sort of theme about our own life. People say over and over again, they are terrified of offending someone. If you push them, they'll say, well, because I'll lose friends, I'll lose family, I'll lose the people that matter to me most. And if you push them further, well, they're fearing their own death. (laughs) Death will come of me if I write that book. So we're going to address these. And again, if you're thinking, I've got questions around that. I want to talk about that stuff. I want to encourage you to call me. The number is 1-888-298-5569. Is that right? Correct, yeah. Ooh, also good. KKNW. Yeah. 1-888-298-KKNW. Yep. Very good. I like that. Let's just start with a couple of these questions here. And then we're going to get into some of the everyday life questions, the things that affect our family, our work, maybe even our lover. Um, Those questions around, how do I express myself? If this is really my year, if this is really my year to write, how might I write to my family? How might I write to my boss? about that issue that we just can't seem to resolve. How might I write to my lover and invite him or her to just know me better? How might I write to my daughter and resolve something that just keeps me up at night? How might I write to my son and encourage him that I think he's one of the smartest people on the planet? How might I start by being expressive around these things. I want to tell you, these are the things writers think about. These are the things any of us think about. They're our concerns. They're what make up our days. So when we really think about the idea that this is my year, this is your year, this is the year I'm going to be a little more courage, this is the stuff we're thinking about how to be more courageous and expressive in this year. We have two breaks in our show. The first one's 20 after, and the next one is at 40 after. So I'm going to start taking your questions after that first break. Uh, One thing that came in, I just want to kind of set the stage here for you, is I had this wonderful meeting with a woman named Marie. Marie, if you are listening, please forgive me. I really tried to reach out and ask your permission if I could share this story today, but I covered up enough of the details. It'll be okay. Marie and I met one day in the Seattle area. She said to me, I really need help with my memoir. I've got this story I've written. I think it's ready for publication. I just, I just need someone who has read books, who, who is in publishing, who can give me some advice. Is this ready? So Marie and I met. We sat down. I had written her, uh, I had written, I had read her manuscript, and I had bad news for her, which is never good. You, you don't want to go to a prospective client with bad news. But I also had good news for her. The bad news was that this manuscript she had shared, which was uh, all about her mother, it wasn't a memoir. It was her mother's biography. And so when Marie sat down all excited, she said to me, so do you think my memoir is ready for publication? And I had to say, my dear, this is not a memoir. This is a lovely biography about your mother. And she was a little shocked. She said, I I didn't set out to write a biography about my mother. I 
I took a workshop on how to write a memoir. I've I have my MFA. I I've studied writing for a long time. Are you sure it's a biography? And I said, yeah, I'm very sure. Now, the thing about Marie, and we talked about it a good bit, and it catalyzed our work together, Marie had not shared her memories about her mother. Marie had not taken a really critical step, which was to be vulnerable and courageous and authentic and, I'm just going to say, out about her relationship about her mother. Instead, she had done a wonderful amount of research about Iowa and her mother's parents and the Dust Bowl and being poor and being unemployed and the depression and no food and no money and no future and babies coming and fear. It's an excellent read. But it's not a memoir. And I, I had to break it to her. When we write memoir, we are courageous. We're truthful. We come out of hiding. There's nothing better about memoir and less about biography. But one of the reasons we often are not expressive is because we just aren't sure how to be courageous about our part in the story. So it's often good to start with letters, articles, conversations. She is a very skilled writer. She, uh, I hope, will publish this biography. It is beautiful. Today we're really going to focus on how do we get into these stories and be courageous and come out of hiding and talk. We're going to come right back after this break. Stay tuned. Did you know as many as 15 million Americans have been diagnosed with COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease? Sadly, COPD is the third most common cause of death in the United States. Hi, I'm Representative Cindy Rhee from Washington. As many as 12 million adults may have COPD and not know it. COPD could include wheezing, cough, chest tightness, and shortness of breath, and it can vary from day to day. COPD is a disease that can worsen over time, and patients may experience flare-ups. Flare-ups can increase shortness of breath and uncontrollable coughing and may lead to hospitalization or even death. While COPD is not curable, there are treatments available to help you breathe better and prevent flare-ups. If you or a loved one has COPD, please talk with your doctor to create an action plan that fits your lifestyle. For more information, please visit womeningovernment.org. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I am in the studio down here at KKNW 1150 AM in Seattle, Washington. Have you gotten the app? If you've got the app, you can stream it anywhere. You don't have to be in your car. You can be anywhere. It's the, let's see, I think when I got the app, I just went straight to my app store on my phone and I downloaded it. I also store my podcasts. These are made after the live show here. And that is on Podcast One. And it's all one word, Podcast One. And that, again, is an app, and you won't miss a thing, not one thing, every little bit. You get to hear what I say, what the callers say, what Eric the engineer says. You even get these nice little boosts from our sponsors here. We have our sponsor, Just Better Prebiotic Supplement. This is from a registered dietitian here in the Seattle area. 
she wants us to know a very, very important fact, which is 97% of Americans do not get enough what? Fiber. That's right. What does that have to do with your story? Well, could have a lot of upset to do with your story, a lot of belly aching to do with your story. But one thing a testimonial said, Candace T. said, is that this probiotic, prebiotic is an amazing product. All bloating is gone. All pain is gone. All sugar levels down. I use this in all my cooking, and it has truly made my life just better. This product is called Just Better. It is a prebiotic available on Amazon.com. So story you would love, love, love to hear if you would like to sponsor any of your ideas on the show. All you have to do is contact me at www.coachdebbie.com. I'd love to hear from you. We are talking today about the fact that this is your year. You don't have to wait for next year. Next year is pretty far off, and you you didn't miss out on last year. This year is happening. February is coming to a close. March is unrolling. This is your year. Be courageous with your voice. What is it you want to say to family, to those work colleagues, to your lover? What articles do you want to write? What brand do you want to show? What website are you building? What book are you going to write? What's going on with your book? I would love to hear from you. We're going to start with a really, really important conversation I had one day. I was down in the South Seattle area talking to my near and dear friend, Tim. And he said to me, wow, I got this issue on my mind. And I really, really want to know what to do about it. I'm not quite sure how to write a letter to my daughter. And as we dug deeper, we found out that there was, there's a real concern going on often when we want to write letters to our daughters, to our sons. I can tell you that when I helped uh, a family member of mine, uh, I don't know what she'd be, a, can you have a fourth cousin? If you can, that's what she would be. She's way out there. <laughs> um, her big concern was she, she wanted to write a letter to her son and say, when you were ready to go into the military, I was not ready to release you. And I'm so sorry I wasn't strong for you. Sometimes we have these big concerns. While I was sitting there talking with my friend Tim, wow, he had some really big concerns. He wanted to let his daughter know, ultimately, I just love you. But sometimes we think, we got to talk about that big concern. We got to talk about the army and that they're going off to college and that they've been unemployed and that... uh, We're concerned about fertility, too. And whatever it is, whatever that story is, we think we have to go right at it. I'm going to encourage you today, when you want to write a letter to your son, your daughter, that adult child of yours that is really struggling with something or they're they're, they're coming of age, they're... They're growing up. They're, they're messing up. They're, they're tired. They're scared. They need you. And you know it. I want you to think about the fact that a beautifully crafted letter is only five steps. And you don't really have to talk about that big thing. What you got to do is love them. All right? So... I just, I just want to really address the fact that, that Tim got me started thinking about this. If I was going to address a letter to the daughter, and, and I was going to kind of take on the masculine voice here, step one is I would really start with appreciation. What is something you can think back to? Maybe, maybe something last year, last week, last month, where you can just 
dive into your letter with appreciation. Something like this. Dear sweetheart, thank you so much for getting those tickets and treating me to a ball game on Father's Day. What about that? What about opening up with something that is just straight from your heart? It kind of sets up that opportunity to go forward. It's, it's really saying, I appreciate you. You did this thing, and I'm remembering it, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for getting the tickets and treating me to the ball game on Father's Day. It made my day. Once you've done that, you can sort of plant a little invitation. Again, you know, if they're dealing with unemployment, if they're dealing with finances, gambling, booze, the Army, the Navy, school, children, whatever it is they're dealing with, you don't have to talk about it here. You really don't. But you want to say something meaningful. You want to plant an invitation. So how about this? I know my job has kept me very busy, and I know that you are a very busy mom, but I want to make sure that days like Father's Days are not a rare occurrence. Yeah? You're getting her ready. You're getting her ready. You're taking her back to that feeling But step three, you're inviting her to a call of action. You can say, so you had better be ready to pick up that call because I just might have tickets to the opera or whatever it is she gets excited about. I just might have tickets to, it could be something basic. Uh, to, to the Rhapsody movie that just came out. I just might have dinner reservations at your favorite place. Set that up. Look how easy this is. We've already done three steps. You've appreciated her. You've kind of invited her into the idea that there's more connection and there's this call to action. You better pick up that phone. Don't worry, I'm going to read you the whole letter when we're done here. Moving on to step four, I want you to acknowledge that there is something challenging. Again, you're not going to go head on into the situation, whatever that is, but you are going to acknowledge that there is something challenging here. How about this? I know that the kids are a concern but let's see if we can enlist grandma's help. Hmm? What do you think of that? I know that your job is a concern, but let's see if we can just cut out one Friday afternoon. Just some sort of acknowledgement that says we're big enough for this. We can do this. Notice we're not going super deep here, but we are being loving. Um, let's not let the challenge be something that gets in the way, I think is really the bottom line of your message here. And finally, you're getting ready to end with some appreciation, some loving comment to her. Like, hey, listen, it really helped me out last week when you picked me up at the airport and you greeted me with that big royal smile of yours. I never get tired of that. This is a five-step letter. One, you're appreciating her. Two, you are inviting her into just something new, kind of planting the seed here. Three, there's a call to action. Four, you're acknowledging that there's some challenge. You know, there's always challenge when we change things up. And five, you're appreciating her again. You're loving her. So here's your letter. It's short and it's sweet, but it's loving. Dear sweetheart, thank you so much for getting the tickets and treating me to the ball game on Father's Day last year. 
I know my job has kept me very busy, and I know you relate because you're a busy mom, but I want to make sure days like Father's Day are not a rare occurrence. So you had better pick up when I call you. I just might have tickets to take you to the ballet. I know the kids are a concern, but let's see if we can enlist Grandma's help. Listen, it really helped me out last week when you picked me up at the airport and you greeted me with your rock star smile. Listen to that letter. You haven't said, what's the matter with you? How come you're unemployed? You haven't said, listen, I don't think I like the idea of you going into the Navy. You haven't said any of that stuff. Instead, you have said, I love you. You've been courageous. You've been transparent on that inviting level. If there's something else you want to say and you mean it, say it. Don't let the chance go by. Say it. Don't be so deep that you scare her, but be inviting. What is it you want to say? It's really important that you let this letter be something that bonds the two of you. Because remember, this is your year. This is your year to be more courageous. If it turns out she goes off the deep end in just a few days, then it's time to deal with that. It's time to deal with the big issue, whatever that big issue is. But you have stepped up to the occasion. You've written a letter that initiates the opportunity to bond. If you really want to write a love letter to your daughter, I really want to encourage you that you think about the idea that this is your girl you're connecting to, you are appreciating her, you're bringing out her strength, you're letting her know you're committed, you're taking action. You are showing up. You are the one saying, I appreciate that Father's Day, and I'm going to be calling you. You're making something happen. You're inviting her, and this is so important. You are inviting her to be herself with you. Now, I say all this as if it's a matter of just sitting down and writing a letter. But if it scares you, and, and I know there are so many people out there thinking, I can't write. I can't do this. Even though she just laid out five steps, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. All right? I'm calling hooey on you. Yeah, you can. You can do this. You're really setting up five sentences that if you want to, you can, you can add more. You can go deeper. But you're really just setting up this opportunity to bond with someone you love. And when you do this, believe it or not, you come back to where we started. You are claiming that this is your year. You're doing things differently. You're showing up. You're being courageous with your voice. I think family is a great place to start. They've known you so long. You know that underneath whatever those layers are, whatever those conversations are that are hard to have, if you come back to love, if you set up that letter and you send it off and you are loving, you are inviting the opportunity to talk about the harder stuff. You're inviting the opportunity and a lot of you won't like this, for a little drama. They might fall apart. But you have let it be known, I am standing in that place of love. I am going to communicate to you from my courage, from my love for you. If you can do this with family, you can start to have the courage to take this to your work. You can start to see real changes with you and your lover. You might even have the courage to send off something political. 
some article where you've always thought, I want to take a stand. You know, right now, uh, Marianne Williamson has decided she's going to run for presidency. And this comes after lots of years of her making a claim that she will be honest and set out and give all these talks on what her beliefs are. Where has it taken her? To candidacy. I mean, that's pretty amazing. You don't have to run for president if you don't want to. But write your family member a love letter. Think about that. There's still time to call in, and there is still time to send a Facebook message. Right now, we are going to take a break, and we will be right back with Story U Talk Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And we are back, Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. Today I am encouraging you to think about the fact that this is your year. This is the year to be more courageous and really express yourself. Because as I said earlier, last year is gone and next year is far off. But this year, this year is still young. For all the authors out there, I want you to think about the idea that there are people you have read and they have touched you. I want you to think about some of your favorite authors. What if their book had never be, been written? Um, would, you, would you gamble to think you might be a slightly different person? Think of a book that really had an effect on you. And now I want you to think about the fact that your book is going to have an effect on your readers. You might not know it, but you already have readers. Yeah, you already have readers. They are waiting to be touched by you. And that's why I want to encourage you to think about the fact that this is your year. You will have effect on people's, people's life. There is this shift that you can provide for people inside of them. But if you don't take the opportunity, that ache to get that book out just continues on inside of you. I want you to go over to my website if you're thinking, this is my year, and I want you to put yourself down on my calendar. I've got a few spaces left for this week. I'm starting a program that is for people that are ready to see their book finished this year, this year, claiming this year. I'm at www. CoachDebbie.com. You just go over there to connect and you get on my calendar and we will have a conversation. All right, I want to share with you some of the fears that writers have. 
One is this idea that they're not an expert. They can't take this year to write their book because they're not the one to do it. Somebody else is. Well, whoever said that you are not an expert on your story, that's some little gremlin in your head. You are an expert on your story. It is essential that you are the one that tells your story. Another fear writers have, and this is a big one, is that it won't sell. It won't sell. My book is finally going to get written, and nobody is going to buy it. I want to encourage you not to think about selling your book while you write your book. For the same reason that when I work with students, I try to encourage them not to think about being in their career while they're going to school. While you're going to school, I want you to go to school. While you're studying, I want you to study. Once you graduate, you can think about your career. Same goes with selling your book. You don't want to be thinking about will it sell while you're writing it. You do want to think about the fact that you have readers and you want to be promoting on social media and wherever you can in your area that you have readers. But the question, will it sell, that doesn't help you write. So you take that question out. You don't work with that. Here's another one, and I call this a big, big excuse. There's already a lot of books out there like mine. No, there isn't. There isn't a single book out there like yours. The only book that's like yours is yours. That's the only book that's like yours. Do you know how many times people have said to me, oh, you're a writing coach. There's so many writing coaches out there. Are you any different from them? Um, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm very different from them. Why? Because I'm me. I'm Coach Debbie. I teach what I teach. That's what I do. My books are about what I want to write about. My stories are what I want to say. It's my take on the world through my experience. There's only one Coach Debbie. There's only one you. There's only one book like yours. It's yours. That's it. And we want it. You have readers out there. Write your book. But there's always this big one. I don't have enough time to get it right. So I'm going to let you off the hook. None of us have enough time to get it totally 1,000% right. But you have plenty of time to tell your story. You have plenty of time to share what's on your mind. Just the other day, I did what's called a, a VIP day with someone here in Bellevue, Washington. He wanted to write curriculum for his eight-week program. We did it in four and a half hours. He thought it was going to take two months. We did it in four and a half hours. Right? One, two, three, four. We started at 12. We were done at 4.30. We often think we don't have the time. What we don't have is the focus and the clarity. And we don't have the mindset that keeps us going. We don't have that person sitting next to us that says, you're more courageous than you think you are. This is your year. This is the time for you to write. Finally, I want to come back to what Marie did. She was very afraid. Remember Marie? She wrote her mother's biography. Why? Because the big last one. She was afraid she would offend people, lose friends, and die alone. We're all afraid of that. We are all afraid of that when it comes to memoir writing. This idea that someone is going to get deeply hurt, maybe us, oh no, that someone will be deeply offended, maybe a family member, oh no, 
that someone will leave us, maybe our lover. Oh no, and for sure, that means we're going to die alone. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that's just a fear. It's nothing more than a fear. You know that your content matters, and the place that that knowing lives is under your fear. So I want you to think about this. You're going to have to walk through that fear to get to your knowing. It's there. But you're going to have to walk through that fear. This is something I do quite a bit of in my coaching practice is I go with people through their fears. And I take them through the same fears I have been down. Fears like being bullied. I went to 13 schools in 12 years. I can't tell you how many bullies I met in my life. Fears that I won't be accepted. Again, I went to 13 schools <laughs> in 12 years. I understand not being accepted. That's a big fear. The fear that someone that I love is going to be offended. I have a mom. I have stepmoms. I have a dad. I have a stepdad. I have many father figures. I have cousins. I have a brother. Stepsisters. I have, what did I say, my fourth cousins? All of that good stuff. I understand the fear that one of those people or all of them, are going to be offended. But what are we doing here? We're writing your story. Your story. We can make some changes, but what we really got to do is walk through the fear of what it is that really scares you when you think that offending somebody is going to be more important than really writing your story. What if our friend there that said, I want to write a love letter to my daughter. What if he had said, I want to write a love letter to my daughter, but I'm afraid she won't respect me anymore if I'm gushy, so I think I won't do it. Are you going to be the person to stand opposite from him and go, yeah, you got the right idea. Yep. Don't, don't worry about her thinking you're a gush monster. Don't write that letter. Uh-uh. No. No. You see the power in him connecting to his daughter. You see the power in him thanking her, appreciating her, inviting her, making this call to action, having this acknowledgement that there are challenges but ending it with a real appreciation. This is how we bond. I want to encourage you to think about the idea that when you are writing your book, you're writing a love letter. Now, you might not think so. You might think, well, my, my book is a, about politics. There's no love in that. There's a ton of love in politics. We just tend to deal with the war. We just tend to deal with the ill ease. But there is a ton of love in politics. Bring it on, and we will find that world peace a little sooner. Sometimes we think, well, my book isn't really a, a love letter to the world because it's not directly dealing with love. Well, my guess is the reason you want to write your book is because in some way, love is tugging on your heart to get this story out. Can you step a little deeper into the love for the story? I bet you can. And it's going to take a little journey through the fear. The fear is that you're going to lose friends and die. The fear is that there's really no story here, that it won't sell. But it's just a fear. And fears just come from our thoughts. And thoughts are just those things we play again and again and again in our head. I'm so grateful that I listened to Michael Neal 
is called the super coach because he really helped me understand as a writer that if I buy into those fears, I'm just buying into a thought I play again and again and again. Love is this deep connection. It's this opportunity to engage, to be here, to be present. Your book, in a way, it's a love letter. Think of it like that. Does it change some of your content? Does it help you erase some of the gossip? Does it help you get clear on the message? If you think that your love, your book could be a love letter to society, do you start to get encouraged that this might be the year to release it? I want you to think about your reader for a second. Every reader on the planet would love to receive a love letter. Every reader on the planet. How is your book going to help the person that receives it feel loved, feel more engaged, feel empowered, feel purposeful, feel like they matter? In Marie's case, she set out to write a memoir. She thought she was sharing stories about herself and her mom. And I had to break it to her, Marie, you're not in this book. <laughs> You've done a ton of research about your mother and your grandparents and the Depression and the Dust Bowl and Iowa. I, I loved her book. But no, it was not a memoir. But it was a love letter to her mother. It was a way that she honored her mother and in some way her grandmother's legacy. There's a lot of power in the story of what women underwent during the time and how it was an absolute miracle that Marie came into the world. That's the beginning and end that Marie shared about herself was that her birth was a miracle to this very, very poor family. But Marie's book, the biography she wrote about her mother, a love letter. And I would bet that you would relate to that letter on that same love frequency that I did. You don't have to be her coach to feel it. Think about all those authors that you have read, your favorite book, and how it touched you. In some way, is there a book you can recall that you would say was a love letter to you? I bet it was. I'm going to be back here at 4 o'clock next Thursday, and we're going to talk further about your writing, your message, and your year. Thank you for tuning in.